welcome to Mini Econ Talk. I'm Angela. And I'm Rodrigo. So before we get started, Rodrigo, do you want to quickly introduce yourself and your interest in some econ-related issues? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm Rodrigo, and there's something real interesting in finances and economics. When you actually start to understand how it works, you actually start to understand how people work. Uh, and that is, you know, really interesting when you try to, and when you try to do your projects, just in life is so interesting. And, you know, knowing some basics, it's always something useful. What about you, Angela? Yeah, so I have a deep interest in economics and finance as well. Um, my interest was built upon by doing um, by learning about economics at school, and also I think my thoughts of starting this podcast was because of the limited accessible resources to econ related global issues. So I thought in this podcast we can focus about some global issues related to economics. So as well, we just want to make clear from the start that we are just students who are interested in these topics and are here to discuss some of our views, involve some statistics and news. We are open to any suggestions and feedbacks and would love to hear from our fellow listeners in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can check out our new episodes. And well, what are we going to speak about today? We were speaking about um, what we wanted to touch upon today. And we found out that there are some misunderstandings in what we call financial freedom. So first of all, what does freedom mean itself? You know? um, yes, so I think freedom by definition from the Forbes is that you are in control of your finances and your life choices. Now, Rodrigo, do you want to expand on that, on what um, financial freedom means? So I believe that your own definition matters well. You know, like what do you think about matters when you want to achieve financial freedom? So. For instance, asking yourself, let's say, why do you want to achieve it? Then what does it mean to you? Those questions are real important when you want to make your own meaning of, well, in this case, freedom. That is why mm, there is no global definition of financial freedom. It's also something that you want to achieve. Yeah, I think definitely everyone has different standards of financial freedom. And today we are going to talk about some of our views and hopefully it will help you to understand more thoroughly about financial freedom. So firstly, um, our first main question for our episode today is that um, is financial freedom achievable? So, Rodrigo, do you want to expand on this? Well, I mean, there are a lot of things that, you know, we need to take into account when we answer this question. Because, as we said, 
what does financial freedom mean for you? So in the case, financial freedom means don't have the necessity to work, then I don't think it's possible for everybody. However, it's possible. It's possible for a few people and any anyone can be that person who gets to have that financial freedom. But it won't be easy. So you have to, you know, get involved in, you know, investing, trying to save some money, trying to make your life, you know, at the start you need to change your lifestyle a bit. But nonetheless, I think that it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. And I also think financial freedom, um, depending on how you define it, is achievable to some degree. Um, for example, if you want to, um, I guess, take off the burden of a mortgage, I think it is definitely something that we can try to achieve, um, depending on how big your mortgage is and um, depending on your salary and there are so many aspects to financial freedom and so many uncontrollable uncontrolled variables that can change that will affect how we are going to achieve financial freedom and whether it is achievable another aspect i think when you when you're trying to achieve financial freedom is what we were speaking at the start of the conversation and we need to know that we can achieve financial freedom we need to have some financial knowledge right and there's quite a yeah. problem there right because well when we were investigating about the topic we found out some interesting facts we found that while actual financial knowledge measured through you know, factual questions about economics declined from 2009 to 2015. However, perceptions of financial knowledge actually increased. And this, this goes from the National Financial Capabilities Study in the US. And that is quite interesting. You know, how, how do you think that could impact, um, you know, you're trying to achieve financial freedom? How do you think this statistics could impact a person? I think because of the um, advances in technology, um, people have a, well, um, perception that they know more about, um, for example, the stock market, um, how investment works, how investment portfolio works. Um, while they actually they are actually not reading quite a lot of credible resources, but only some news articles that tells them the stock market is easy, the investment portfolio is just something everyone can do. So um, I think it is because of some of the media impacts that resulted a um, I guess a decline in actual financial knowledge and an increase in um, potential um, financial knowledge. So um, I, that's my reasoning behind it. What about you? Yeah, I mean, nowadays we know about a lot of topics, but just the surface of those topics, do you think so? 
it's yeah it's, it's pretty strange because for instance um when you see the news you get to see some you know some information from those events however you don't you know after looking at the news you don't really investigate about those events and that is that makes you just learn about the surface and that is not something good especially when we're speaking about having actual knowledge about your economic life your financial life yeah definitely um have you heard of the term of a um a bubble like in the social media yes yeah because um because of the algorithm behind um all these web pages the social media we are actually um a bit confined in a bubble of knowledge that we want to hear and of the opinions we hold usually so um, because of this bubble i think this is why people's perception of knowledge actually increased because um they they think they mastered all the knowledge they can have well it is because of the algorithm behind it only shows you the knowledge that you want to see yes so i think this is definitely another aspect to it yes that's exactly what happens and well i mean i think we're kind of going to another topic but that's <laughs> that's really interesting as well um and that that happens with every topic including financial freedom um, however, you know, when we go to a web page, you know, onto a web page and look for some ideas of how we can achieve financial freedom, um, there aren't many, you know, we see a web page speaking about how it's incredible to have financial freedom, how you can do whatever you want, uh, steps uh, towards achieving financial freedom. But you don't see actual recommendations and even in those web pages where you see steps towards achieving financial freedom they are actually speaking about steps of financial freedom not of your journey uh, towards achieving it so what do you think this is like we we don't really have so many recommendations and you know when they actually give us recommendations we they just give recommendations about saving money which we know it's not the the best idea if you want to achieve financial freedom yeah definitely because um a little bit of economics background here so saving money is actually a leakage to the circular flow of diagram and because of inflation that um the actual worth of money um, in saving accounts is actually um, depreciating every year so the best way is not through saving money but to invest in the savings you have so yeah so this is a little bit of a background but I think the the articles we researched um, definitely shows a um, bubble like we said before because um, it only tells us that financial freedom is achievable for everyone. The titles of these news articles 
include words like financial freedom for everyone. It's achievable. It's um, it's great. Um, there's really catchy words, but actually doesn't offer much insight into what financial freedom means. And I think you mentioned a great point there, Rodrigo, is that they don't offer us a detailed step. But I also think that a detailed step is quite difficult to offer because everyone has different standards of um, financial freedom, and we are definitely going to mention these standards later in the episode. So, um, what do you think about these articles that offers us only a bubbled view of financial freedom? So, I mean, there are lots if we. Of interpreting what they do in these articles, I generally think that um, people who write those articles actually and generally believe uh, that financial freedom is achievable for everyone. However, I think that's not a great idea because, I mean, I don't think it's realistic. You know, let's be, let's speak about let's say everyone in this case, the average person like won't be able to achieve what for them is financial freedom just by doing what these, you know, articles say they should do, which is saving. They will probably, you know, just save for their retirement. But the actual what for the you know, for the majority of people is financial pre- freedom, they won't actually achieve it just by doing those type of things so that is real interesting i don't i don't want to think that this you know articles do it because they want people to save in order you know then banks can invest in other things and not those people you know those people as well um i don't want to think it's because of that i want to think that someone is you're trying to say okay you should save because I have a bank and then I want to invest your money um, I, I do think it's because they genuinely think that financial freedom is achievable for everyone it's time for bed. yeah definitely I think they do have a um, idea that financial freedom they genuinely think that financial freedom is achievable for everyone but they seem to um, not have sufficient background to know that the best way to achieve financial freedom or to find manage your finance is through for example low risk investments or um, different well products the banks offer Um, rather than just purely keeping money in your own hands. So I think this, we are making a fairly um, solid point here. Yes, I mean, also, I think that there's a point right there. I do believe that um, you shouldn't use that much or you shouldn't use your main source of investment what the banks offer you know <clears throat> I'm sorry those low risks low, low risk investments i think that they are a good way to start but i don't really believe that that's the way to achieve 
what do you, for you would be financial freedom, right? You need to, um, I mean, like everything in life, right? You need to take some risks, I guess. So actually investigating about how to um, invest in stock market, actually trying to make your own, you know, little business. Um, you know, there are a lot of ways of making money apart from your normal well, what someone would call a normal job and making money in a passive way that, you know, anyone can actually have that option. Yeah, definitely. So why do you think um, so many people actually believe um, in the fact that saving can generate um, financial freedom? Is it because... Um, the lack of proficient education or it is just their beliefs um we are not targeting anyone in in any sense we are just opening discussing these um, issues in a sense that's really interesting i believe that um, if you just think about it <coughs> i'm sorry if you just think about it I mean, what's the problem with with saving? You know, when people think about saving, I mean, when when I think about saving, my fir- like the first idea that comes to my mind is putting some money in the bank and then trying to use it in another thing. And what I think most people think when they, you know, when they are told about saving their money. I guess they think about, you know, putting their money in the bank, saving the money, and then they'll be able to use the money they've saved, and that would some that will somehow, you know, give them the financial freedom they want. However, though it could be a, you know, a, an idea to to bear in mind, that's not really the way of achieving financial freedom. You know, saving, and as you said, it will you know depreci- depreciate your money, and you are not really using that money while you are saving it. Like you are not doing anything with it. That is why it's not a way to achieve financial freedom. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I guess because of the different types of financial freedom, maybe for some. Um, people some sort of saving helps them because um, for example if they have debt debts um, savings can definitely help them so I think there is some truth within these articles but we have to have a um, really clear mind in that we believe we need to assess these articles based on our own situations Yes, I mean, yeah. as you said, there are different, you know, descriptions of what for someone financial freedom means. So, yes, I guess that saving, I mean, always having some money saved is something that is good, you know, even though it might be depreciating and even though you might be losing a little part of that money, you need to you know 
that's kind of the investment of having some money saved for the future however saving everything that you can i think that's not the best idea yeah i i think so too now we are going to move on to um some of the the, the idea of education behind financial freedom so Rodrigo, do you want to get us started yeah so when we for instance i mean if anyone here is, is hearing um like the those opinions i would like them to think about if they received a correct financial education during their you know during their school years if they actually received financial education my case i didn't receive like actual financial education uh, nowadays you know schools i believe that they are starting to enter those type of topics however they are not doing it how you know you or me would think they want like we want to learn about those topics um they you know start to introduce us to the topics of how money works you know the history of money let's say all of you know different things that we actually don't quite need in this world we actually need to know a bit more of how well we, we actually need to know about how money works but we also need to know about what can we do with it right that is something that they don't teach in school and just to like just to say some facts about you know the education system for some reason right schools are the industry um do you know that industries you know based on the technology nowadays have some advancements or are you know for instance the construction industry um isn't quite advanced because you need to destroy the buildings to then you know build another one so the construction building i think it's 20 years of you know not advancements and that means mm-hmm. that in around 20 years they will be in the point we are right now like the buildings will be in the yeah. point we are right now so with education it happens the same but the actual non-advancement time let's say it that way is around 50 years like in around 50 years like our kids or our grandkids will be learning what we should be learning about the world right now you know and that is yeah definitely like surprising do you think so yeah i think it is quite surprising as well because i do think quite not not much not many schools teach about financial freedom well my school did teach about financial freedom but it was only one session and um i think many of the students at my school was very bored during that session um because they didn't quite get the point of um, learning about these at our age and because of the presentation, the nature of the presentation, it is not very interesting. 
so um, many students got very bored and I think this is also another reason why we are talking to you in a conversational style today because we want you to have more financial awareness um, about the topic of financial freedom and also um, any other finance economics related topics yeah I mean all of what we've spoken today are actual things that happen and are actually things that we believe so we really think that people should take into account let's see this recommendations and bear in mind the opinions we've given right right now and well I mean anything that you want to say in this you know last moment yeah so I guess now we can move on to the eight levels of financial freedom um, stated by the Forbes. So I'll mention the first four and Rodrigo, do you want to mention about the last four? So the first four, level one, not living paycheck to paycheck. Level two, enough money to quit your job for a bit. Level three, Enough to be financially happy and still save. Level 4. Freedom of time. Now, level 5. Enough for your basic retirement. Level 6. Enough to actually retire well. Level 7. Enough for dream retirement. Level 8. More money than you could ever spend. So, those levels are... I mean... I think that they are somehow true. I don't know if you think the same. However, they are focusing um, financial freedom towards ret- retirement. Now, I don't think that's quite the the best idea. I don't know what you think about it. Yeah, I think the idea of financial freedom... <coughs> Yeah, I think um, the idea of financial freedom seems to be constantly connected with retirement. Um, I don't think it is a bad idea, but um, depending on how you define retirement, because I think retirement is a state where we reach financial freedom, or at least we are um, happy with our current lifestyle. Because some people might retire earlier because they are financially capable to do so, while others uh, may retire at the um, suggested or normal age where um, they're, they reached this age to actually retire. So I think the idea connect the idea of financial freedom connected with retirement. Um, is actually acceptable for me but what about you yes I mean I think that trying to relate it with retirement could be a more or less good idea for you know the you know common person let's say it that way and that just you know looks for a good and happy retirement Um, however I think that for actually achieving financial freedom in your um i don't know while you are young let's say that way i think that 
not all of those eight levels are actually true, right? So, for instance, I believe that until the fourth level, we're okay. So that would be what you said, not living paycheck to paycheck. That's, I mean, the basics of financial freedom, trying to be independent of your job, then enough money to quit your job. I would kind of rephrase that to enough, not money, like not savings to quit your job for a bit, but enough, let's say, money fluctuation to quit your job for a bit, right? And um, that's, I think, a, a more accurate um, way of saying that. Then enough to be financially happy and still safe. That safe part is not quite necessary. I would say and still, you know, save a bit and still invest a bit. Um, I think that would be a bit more accurate. And freedom of time. I would actually put that um, in the last, you know, that would be my actual goal for me, you know, my, like for my description of, you know, the meaning of what I put to financial freedom, that would be, you know, like the ultimate goal. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I think um, for me, it is definitely the same. I think freedom of choice as well as freedom of time is definitely where I would put it last. Um, the level H currently we have at the moment more money than you could ever spend um, I'll put a question mark around that for the idea of financial freedom because um, having more money than you could ever spend it's actually not for me it's actually not about financial freedom it is a I guess a unlimited desire we have rather than the idea of financial freedom so do you think um, the idea, the levels of financial freedom are connected with different social um, economical classes um, in our society? Mm, yes, that's actually something that happens in, in other financial aspects, you know. When you think about how um, if, you, if we separate the society into classes, you'll see that um, the lower classes don't really focus on, well, on, you know, doing something with the money, but rather they don't think that there's a possibility other than having some luck to get out of their situation. And then the medium class, you know, they think that just working, having a good job and stable job would like they can achieve what they want while the high class is more inclined into making companies or investing um, and that is something important as well however I mean for in this case I'm speaking about let's say the adults because being born into a high class could be somehow problematic depending on how your parents decide to raise you. So I'm for, like for the moment, I'm just speaking about the adults. Yeah, I think different um, 
social economical classes is definitely related with different levels um as you said i think um the lower classes are definitely more concerned with the idea of financially free in that um they can move out of poverty and having the ability to choose their job and to um get their kids out of this situation and i think for the middle classes um it is definitely something quite similar where they want to um they want to have more freedom of time and freedom of choices and i think um the bit i quite disagree with you is that for higher classes i think um for higher classes they've already achieved their financial freedom um in that they don't have to worry about um money in their lives in some in these cases so i think for the higher classes um financial freedom is definitely not something they would consider um i think it is that the contribution to society that the higher class would focus more on i'm not sure if you agree with me on that um yes i mean i do think it's you know to some extent true however i was you know trying to like say how I wasn't actually thinking about someone who was born into a high class but rather someone that went from a low or middle class to a high class to, you know to achieve that financial freedom well that's really you know great financial freedom um how their mindset was so I think that for someone who went you know who passed from a you know middle class made a transition to a higher class i think the mindset of that person is different i think it's you know of investing making companies trying to make something for society and you know, what do you think about like that those type of mindsets yeah i totally agree with you for someone who've shifted um i guess so society um social classes i think this is definitely um what they will consider here so um i think this is all for today yes rodrigo do you have anything to add well i do have um a few things to say i mean first of all thank you for hearing us if you if you've come to this part if you if you've ended the podcast let's say um thank you for hearing us um i hope you've learned something about financial freedom or you've questioned some few things about financial freedom with us and to all see you in the next time yeah great um we will see you next time and once more don't forget to subscribe to our um podcast and check out our new videos We will see you next time.